0: hey what's up guys this is zach and i'm justin and welcome to the other film guys back after a little break we have uh been just chilling just straight chilling justin how have you been
1: i have been great i was busy this past week getting drunk hell yeah watching my university of houston cougars play in san antonio which was really fun and they lost it all see it, yeah they did lose which was lame sure but i at least got to see them win one game which turned our trip from a one-day trip into a three-day trip which that's pretty was cool nice though. yeah so i'm like okay at least y'all won one you know i got to i got to walk around the river walk a bunch you know what i'm saying like i said i was drunk the whole time like every day my water yeah. to alcohol ratio was probably <laughs> fucked <laughs> that's funny yeah but i had a i had a fantastic time that's pretty so cool. I don't regret nothing. Hell yeah.
0: No regrets. Fuck no. Well, this week we are starting a new series. We're starting the films of Joachim Trier, uh, who's a Norwegian filmmaker. We're specifically doing his Oslo trilogy with Reprise, Oslo, uh, Oslo, August 31st, and the newest film, The Worst Person in the World. So it's a, I, I think it's a pretty good lineup of films, especially leading up to The Worst Person in the World, which... Has gotten incredible acclaim this last year, and I think is pretty soon set for an actual theatrical release, I believe. Nice. um, Which I'm very excited for. And, like I said, this week we're starting off with Reprise, which I believe was his first film ever. ever, Wow. uh, Which is pretty impressive, based off of the quality. I don't know how you felt about it, but I really enjoyed it the first time I watched it. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Glad we have the same opinion there. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to the other (laughs) film, guys. That's a wrap. (laughs) This shit easy, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, But yeah, I thought it was excellent. And I guess there were, now that you mentioned it being his first film ever, I guess there were some moments or elements where I guess I could kind of like see, you know, where it could come from a, not an amateur filmmaker, but maybe somebody who's first testing out what works for them, you know, what kind of style works for them. He's Um, definitely figuring his style out. That's for sure. Absolutely, yeah. And there are moments moments where you can tell, uh, in like you know, there's a lot of it's got a lot of energy to it. I feel like, which I feel like is pretty commonplace for a lot of first time filmmakers. Um, I feel like sometimes it can maybe be maybe a bit like too energetic, uh, maybe a little too stylistic. But I mean, for the most part, it really worked for me. Um, there were only like a couple moments where where it didn't necessarily work for me. Okay, but uh, for the most part, I thought I thought it was solid, solid hit. I really enjoyed this movie. One thing that we'll see as a consistency
0: for Joachim's Trier's style is that he really likes to. I found he really likes to focus on the parts of humanity that are not so pleasant. He likes to focus on, you know, uh, mental illness for one, like. Dark impulses sort of um drug use is a is a big uh factor in his film, Sorry, I'm out of breath. I had to run across the room <laughs> <laughs> that room far as hell <laughs> uh, it's not <laughs> that's how bad it is um, but I just like that about his films, and like you definitely see a lot of that in this movie, like you see a lot of the um what are the What do they call it when you're doing something and you just imagine doing just the worst thing? What is that called? It's called something.
1: Not imposter syndrome. No, no, no.
0: no, It's like like you're driving down the road and you imagine like what would happen if I drove off the side.
1: You know, I don't know what that's called, but it's funny that you mentioned that because on my way to San Antonio, I was listening to a podcast and one of the episodes was about this woman who had like that exact same thing. Like she would just like think about I don't know, fucking, like, stabbing her partner or something, even though, like, that's not something she would actually do or really do. She was just like, what if I just fucking cut his throat His throat open right intrusive now? Intrusive thought. Okay. Intrusive yeah.
0: thought. That's what it's called. Okay. Um, I thought of that a lot, especially during this film. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of intrusive thoughts and a lot of just mind wandering. Yeah, Which definitely. I think is like a, a... I mean, that's what happens in the very first scene of the film. Uh, Eric and Philip, played by Andres Danli Lie, And I forget his name because I'm a piece of shit but we verify here, though. Espen Klumann Hoyner. I'm probably butchering that because I don't know Norwegian. need to have my dad guest on the show just to fact-check my pronunciation.
1: And he played? He played Eric. Eric, okay. Anders Dennison Denison Lai plays Philip. And Lai, he plays uh, in... Uh... He's in all three movies. All three movies. All okay. three, okay. yeah. Gotcha. Um, he's fantastic. I really he's enjoyed very, his performance. He's very good. I don't know if I've talked about it on the
0: podcast, but I've, I'm always very interested in him, uh, just because I think he's a great actor, mm-hmm. and he's also a doctor. Like, when he's not working on movies, he is an actual working doctor saving lives. Wow, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh, maybe you've told me that.
0: I think I mentioned it because I saw Bergman Island, and he's a, he's in that movie. Okay, yeah. I know, must have yeah, talked about it, because yeah, that nice. sounds familiar now that I'm talking about it as well. Um, this movie was released by Miramax. In two thousand six, and I I feel like this. I mean, I don't know a lot of Norwegian films or filmmakers. Yeah. But I feel like Joachim Trier, especially, and with these three films, um, are probably some of the most famous Norwegian films of of later date, rather.
1: Yeah, I think I'd agree with that because I mean, I don't really know any Norwegian films myself, but um, I definitely I definitely feel like he's probably I don't know maybe one of the landmark uh filmmakers from yeah. the area isn't. I might get this wrong. Isn't Bergman Norwegian? No, Swedish. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Svensk film Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that. Uh, but this all, this movie also stars um, Victoria Winge as Kari, Odd Magnus Williamson as Morton, uh, Paul Stoka as Gear or Gear, I think is how they pronounce his name yeah, in this movie. Gere. Yeah. Gear. Yeah. Enric Elvestad as Enning and Enrique missed it as Jan Ivand. and then I mean there's a lot of people but I'm just listening out the main hitters. there's an author in the movie that they both sort of idolize yeah yeah uh, Sigmund Severand plays him as Sten Eagle doll
1: What's your okay let me ask you this what is your opinion on movies about writers movies about writing
0: I always think they're very interesting like yeah. I really love Barton Fink especially okay. yeah yeah um I'm I'm trying to think of other writing movies
1: um what's it called adaptation adaptation is one, one that's yeah. for sure i had another one off the tip of my tongue earlier today and it was like the specific reason why i was asking this question i guess
0: technically almost famous is a writing movie i haven't seen it okay but
1: i know writing is involved like the guy's yeah like, he's a, a journalist. like a music journal yeah exactly
0: yeah. philip C. hoffman plays in that one.
1: Oh, that's
0: psh that made me whoa, remember whoa. um
1: synecdoche <laughs> oh in New synecdoche. York. yeah he's a playwright yeah yeah that's true
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yes indeed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I've been watching a lot of Doctor Disrespect lately. He's funny. He's very funny. I like his videos. They're all they're very well edited. Like very entertaining gameplay to watch. Heck yeah. I was watching one of his live streams earlier. He was doing some Sea of Thieves tournament.
1: I like to watch I'll tune into him occasionally. I like to watch Markiplier.
0: I have never been a Markiplier fan. What? He seems like a great guy, has great vibes. Yeah. I'm sure he's amazing. I'm, I never got into it. Markiplier, I like you. Or Jack Jacksepticeye, I never got into it. haven't him seen either. him. Never been a ninja fan. <laughs> I yeah, was, yeah. I've I was never seen a ninja. ninja. Yeah. Just, I don't know. He just seems so not my type. Toxic. <laughs> Tim the Tatman's pretty cool. I haven't seen him either. Okay. I I got into him when he was like really big into Overwatch. Um. I've just I've just I honestly have not been watching movies lately.
1: Bro, same. <laughs> I have
0: not watched a movie in 13 days
1: from the time of this recording. See, for me a lot of it I think comes down to just like a general sense of burnout. That's you exactly what, what I mean? I've been
0: feeling because I mean like I started off the year really really strong. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of movies. Um and now I'm just like I don't know. I don't have that motivation. Yeah. I have bought tickets to movies and then just refund them like an hour before the show because like, I I don't have the energy in me to do this. Yeah. I was gonna go see Triple R this weekend, mm-hmm. or this last this last Tuesday actually. Um, I was so excited to see that and I was like, I, I just can't do it. Yeah. We we're gonna go see Drive My Car together and yeah. I I just couldn't even do it for that. Yeah. And I don't know, man. Just burnout.
1: Yeah. No, I feel you. And like, it's not. Of course, for me, like, it's. More than just, like, movies that I'm burnt out on. Like, I'm burnt out, like, on school. I'm just doing, like, work. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm on a vibe where all I want to do is just literally just sit on my couch. And to tie it back in, that's Philip in this
0: movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, he, he gets his book published. He falls in love with Kari. Gets, like, some side of some sort of, like, psychosis from that whole... In- you know, like, six-month endeavor. and
1: Which I thought was really interesting because they're, at least from the way the film portrays their relationship, it's not necessarily one that is, like, abusive, really, or toxic or anything. I don't don't think
0: it was even necessarily... I think he was just, like, so crazy so fast about her Mm -hmm. and just, like, so much was happening and I feel like he maybe also just, like, expected so much of himself as well Mm -hmm. now that he's, like, this big hotshot writer in Norway. Sure, yeah. And... I've, it all just got got to him you know
1: that yeah yeah i just found that really interesting because they they pinpointed you know his relationship with her to be really like where his psychosis began yeah and it was just interesting because it was like oh but they seem to be like really into each other and like they you know like they, they genuinely love each other how could this you know lead to to what he is now and i don't know that just goes to show that there are like several different faces to mental health you absolutely know what I
0: mean? there's never one direct root cause to something like that
1: yeah yeah for sure and i think the actor lie he portrays it very very well yes i really like the scene um when they first pick him up from i guess the clinic or whatever he was staying at yeah. and like somebody in the car like cracks a joke or whatever and he just kind of like smiles and he's like
0: i oh my god the, the amount of felt times that. i felt that felt like that he's so being hard. so genuine and they're like Ooh, that was <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> I don't remember what he says. Yes. Uh <laughs> I don't remember either. I just know he wasn't super into the joke, but he yeah. pretended to be. Yeah. Um,
0: just to sort of laugh it off and maybe he did think it was funny, I don't know, but and then they end up uh stopping at a place and he, you know, he has one of those intrusive thoughts of like pushing not necessarily a bad one, but like he pushes his friend into the water. Yeah. And then yeah. they they all have fun and laugh it off, and then they go back to his house, watch a movie and drink beers and have a great time. But, I mean, it couldn't be farther than than what happens. They just sit all depressed-like. Yeah, and see, like... he just got out of the hospital after trying to kill himself.
1: Yeah, and moments like that where, you know, where we're essentially looking into his mind and we are looking at his intrusive thoughts, if that's what we want to call them. To me, I interpreted those as... Maybe things that he would like to do or things that he actually like wants to do exactly. but just can't some just can't muster up you know the strength to do it.
0: It shows that like mental health and like the actual depression of what he's going through so well. yeah, yeah. i mean i've 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 had like moments where, you know, like all i all I am is you know how lie is in this movie. And even though I want to be doing something else, I want to be happy. I want to be going in now and, and do these fun things. just can't bring yourself to do any of that so i really love that aspect of this movie and something that is prevalent i think throughout yakim's movies
1: yeah for sure and i guess now that we're talking about it and we're getting deeper into the mental health side of it uh i guess that kind of makes up for i guess like some of my issues with the movie came down to like editing because i thought sometimes it might get like kind of confusing as to what exactly like is happening or like which narrative we're like sticking with um, but I guess if we're if we're tying it back to his mental state, then I guess it would make sense for it to be a little. I think it fits. Frenetic, yeah. Looking back on it now, I don't know if, if if you've ever had those moments.
0: Like if you look back to those memories, you can sort of really only remember what you wanted to do in that moment, and not yeah. necessarily what actually happened. Yeah, because you're just making up this reality in your mind to yes. to help cope. Yeah, yeah. All right, and we're back,
1: just like Palpatine. Just like <laughs> fucking Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> Off mic joke. Oh. Uh. Um, but yeah, I asked the question earlier about movies and, and writers, because I feel like the concept can like be, be borderline pretentious, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, I guess that, that also makes me think I haven't seen the movie, but I want automatically want to associate tick, tick, boom with that sentiment. And I don't know, to me, like it's kind of it's kind of a double-edged thing with me because like i'm a writer right and and this movie touches on you know what it means to to be a writer and like the pressures you put on yourself to like go through experiences and like feel all these different things and you know what i mean and i i like the way this movie approaches it but i feel like sometimes like writers can sometimes be self-important you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and oh, I mean that's like one of the, like the main points in Barton Fink. Yeah, uh, like I mentioned yes, earlier, yeah, like he's. Yeah. I, I saw a uh, a scene the other day. I was watching a John Turturro breaks down his iconic characters, and it was the scene where he's like around the sailors. And he's like, "This is my uniform. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is how I serve my common man."
1: That was on point. <laughs> Love that movie. Love John Turturro. Yeah, and I think that movie, great. Like calling that out because yeah, like, and it's funny because like i feel like i can be self-important sometimes <laughs> I, mean, I mean it's it's a very common trap to fall into i think it's just part
0: of humanity um i mean because it's us we are the main character of our lives pretty much yeah so essentially like that's why i always like, i always kind of find it kind of funny when people are like oh you have main character syndrome because i am my main character <laughs> for real who else you <laughs> <laughs> my
1: life is in the first person yeah. main character yeah Duh. yeah for sure for sure so you know i like the way this movie handled you know writing and i think it posed like really good questions about it like about writing as well and feeling like and i don't know if this is something that you can relate to but i know personally i can is feeling like you have to be going through something or through some sort of turmoil emotional or mental turmoil in order to feel like it, like that has to be necessary in order for you to put put out good work. yeah, you know like you I mean? have to be
0: going through pain. There's a um, ah oh, there is something that references that almost maybe it is Barton Fink. I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but there's there's something else that uh, or maybe something similar that that does talk about that as well. Like you have to, you know, like have that emotion, that pain. Mm-hmm. writing is pain.
1: I think that's a direct that's a direct quote from something I don't know. And see, like I'm always conflicted about that because it's like, I don't want to be miserable all the fucking time. But I also like want to keep writing. You know what I mean? So it's like, are you telling me I got to be sad in order to keep doing what I want to do? You know what I mean? And like, I I always keep coming back to, of course, you know, writing about one's pain and one's sorrows. Like, yeah, that's going to, you know, lead to some raw stuff on the page, you know, something that's genuine and true. But at the same time, why can't you write about happiness? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, can't that be true as well? Uh, Why can't you write about, like, love? You know what I mean? The good parts of it, you know, the things that, the part of love that, like, makes you want to, like, sing and feel good and, you know, share your life with somebody else instead of, like, the back end of it when it's, you know, dying. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, I think you can. It's just that those aspects are all, are commonly, I think, together. They're intertwined. You know, like, that's the grand picture of life. Mm-hmm. Um, That turmoil, sort of. Uh, The coexistence. If you will, of pain and love and happiness and sorrow,
1: it's it makes me think of. I saw this clip yesterday, I think, or maybe this morning. It was of Ethan Hawke, and he was giving a little little TED talk, and he was talking about like art in general, like poetry and writing and stuff, and how like most people don't think about those things like in their day to day lives. Yeah. But whenever they're going through something, that's all they think about. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they start wondering, like, uh, has anybody ever felt the way I've felt? And then they go and find a piece of writing and they're like, this is exactly how I feel right now. And, and have you read any of Ethan Hawke's books? No, I haven't. He is a, to me, Ethan Hawke is a true artist. Like I love, like that guy's talking, I'm listening. You know what I mean? (laughs)
0: I I'm, I I'd pretty much watch anything he's in or re- you know, engage in whatever he does, except for Moon Knight. I have no interest. Yeah,
1: I it never looked good to me. To they, be
0: honest, I I read that um the creator of the show mm-hmm. begged Ethan Hawke to not read the script before signing on. Yikes! I wonder why. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen the show, so I can't say, but sure. that indicates that if he read it, he would not want to be a part of
1: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He just saw his payout. He was like, "Let's go, man, maybe. Which I mean, same. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, facts. Yeah, not nah, that I was never like interested in that show. Yeah. I even, think
0: it. I think it even premiered, and I have no idea. I'm No interest whatsoever.
1: Even whenever they showed like the very first trailer, I think during the Super Bowl. Yeah, like my, I was watching it with my roommate.
0: They just look so. Tr- they look like the CW. What like. Why can't even Marvel, with the vast amounts of money that they've generated, make, you know, like a superhero TV show that doesn't look like total bullshit?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. And I love Oscar Isaac. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I love Ethan Hawke. You know what I mean? Both of those guys, top of their game in acting. Any other situation, any other show or movie that they were in, I'm there. Yeah, I'd like to see them in another property together. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe in a movie or in another series. Like, that'd be great. But um, I was just never, like, impressed with it. Even when they first released footage for the for the, for the the show, my roommate was like, oh, that looks really badass. And I was just silent. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of um, me,
0: Scarlet, and my uncle Eli. We went and saw The Eternals when that was in theaters. And the trailer for Venom, or not for Venom, for Morbius played. And the Venom joke at the end, I was just like, what <laughs> that's the joke they went with and like my uncle and a bunch of other people in the theater were like <laughs> it's like
1: <laughs> what, what? <laughs> it'd be like that bro you like why are we laughing right now there's nothing to laugh at it's not funny i love being a hater oh i'm a hater of most things i was born to be a hater <laughs> all right the world needs more haters <laughs> But like genuine hating, like carefully constructed hating, not hating just to hate, but like having good reasons to hate on shit. Yeah. And there's a good reason to hate on Morbius because it looked like shit.
0: It it looks like, and from apparently what I've read, like it was made as if it was a 2005 movie before the MCU even existed. Yeah. Before there was a formula to make these somewhat decent. That's funny. That's actually pretty accurate. I can see that like mid 2000s vibe. I'll watch it in probably a few months once it leaks. That's fair. I have no... In- and also, the director spoiled the movie in interviews.
1: My roommate was telling me that, too. Yeah, that he was straight up spoiling the whole movie. I was like, oh. talking
0: about the post credit scene, was like, all right, well, now I really don't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to re- read the Wikipedia like a couple days after it came out. Yeah. And uh, now I don't have to, so... Thank you, director, doing the Lord's work. Uh, if you spoil your own movie... like if, That's high. For I actors, I, un- I understand, like Tom Holland and Mark Ruffalo... For the MC yeah, parts yeah. of it. Like, I I get that. <laughs> and it's usually not like stuff that's really important. But this is stuff that, like, you know, alters like their future plans for movies and everything like that. Like, that's pretty sensitive shit to just give away in an
1: interview. That's interesting. I, you know, I don't think I've seen what all he spoiled. I just know he was doing it. Yeah. Was it, like, it was dang. just the
0: Michael Keaton stuff and the, the, how it connects to Venom and Spider Man. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, then. Uh back to this movie. Yes. Uh um, to a good movie. Like this movie.
1: I like I like the score. The score is great. The score is good. Yes. Be- I wanted to be in this movie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like for the most part like I know we were the movie was touching on, you know, some real sensitive topics like mental health and and uh you know, what it means to be an artist and believing in yourself and your art. But I just the way the whole palette of the film, the way it looked and the way it sounded um, I like, I really wanted to be on that that beach, you know on that in that beach house with with all the guys, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and just like just vibe. like it just I really loved the sound of the water, you know, and the waves splashing. I so badly just wanted to be in the world of this. I movie. wanted to
0: go to that punk show that they were, yeah, going yeah, to. for sure, yeah, there were like, so many moments where yeah. I was
1: like, I just want to be there right now.
0: I love when they do like a punk concert in movies and and like TV shows, like, I've been watching uh Severance on Apple TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh and there's a there's a scene with a punk show in like uh episode 5 maybe or something like that. And I just always love that cuz they're always terrible. And it's <laughs> yeah. so indicative of the actual punk scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not like today's punk scene, but like 90s punk.
1: I get you. Yeah, no, like yeah, I feel you. I in that concert just wanted to be there. And I don't know. The movie was very transportive you could say. Yeah, I feel that. I really liked the... To me, this was a good film. And I know there was... We might, we might have talked about another movie on the podcast that could relate in this area. But this was a good male friendship movie. That was Old Joy. Yes, 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 it was. You're right. It was and, Old Joy. And First Cow. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Of course, Kelly Reichardt, shout out. Um Shout out. Yeah, this was a good male friendship, uh, yeah. film story that With I really Eric enjoyed. And yeah, 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 definitely. Um, especially because they could relate to each other as far as like their struggles as writers. How Eric isn't initially like the better writer of the two, but he finds more success, and I think that like makes him feel guilty that he ha- finds more success. You know what I Does mean? Does he
0: find more success? Because I, I, if I remember correctly, his book is like pretty not well received. And Phillips was the one that had like almost immediate success.
1: Did he end up writing anymore though? Like I thought he. Philip, no, I think he ends. I mean, Not Philip, Eric. The... Eric, um, because I know Philip doesn't write anymore. He tries to, and then Eric is like, "This shit trash." Wait, are we getting the characters mixed up? Philip is so. is lie, right? Yeah.
0: Eric is the blonde one. Mm-hmm. Eric writes the book and gets negative reception. Mm-hmm. Right. Philip yeah. writes the book, gets really great success. Then he has and then never break. writes again. Yeah. Eric I mean I'm sure he'll go
1: on to write more but I don't think he does in the movie. Or maybe I guess I maybe I was confused by his by this monologue towards the end where he's saying something that he would do is like Yeah, write it's a like, it's book. like
0: the end the whole end of the movie is like a fantasy of what what the rest of his life might be.
1: Okay, so they never So it ends just like that then. Yeah, just on this hypothetical pretty much. His girlfriend dumps him.
0: He his book is not well-received, and then he imagines himself moving to Paris and then coming back for, like, a wedding.
1: Yeah, right, yeah. Remember all that, yeah. So th- that entire bit, like, that's the end, right? There's, like, nothing afterwards that indicates that we're back, like, in the present moment or anything?
0: Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I only got to rewatch watch like, half this movie before you came over.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: uh, I'm pretty sure.
1: That's I, I think you might be right because I my memory literally I mean, that's
0: how it starts. It starts off in a memory. It would make sense that it would end in a memory. I guess or, so. not a memory, but imagination yes. of what could happen.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I guess that makes sense because like my memory literally stops after the wedding scene yeah. and they're hanging out talking or whatever. Because
0: it's it's Hennig and the the woman from his publishing yeah. company. Right. Yeah. Because they yeah. make out at a party,
1: which I thought was a good twist. Nice. Yeah, little That was great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. I love their little like argument at the beach.
1: Between Eric and Philip?
0: No, no. Uh, oh, the, the, and the woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all, it was very funny. A lot yeah. of tension there that ends up
1: paying off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, nah, there was a lot of good chemistry in the entire film, I would say. Yeah. Um, especially between the two actors. Like I said, I thought it was a great film of just two guys being dudes. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and really like rooting for each other as well. You know what I'm saying?
0: I know that part of that last imagination sequence, uh, they talk about the author that they love that he committed suicide mm. like after he, after he met him, I think like he, and then um, they he talks about it with it, with Philip at like a cafe or something.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know that's part of the end.
1: Yeah. I think that's at the, at the wedding actually they're like on like a little like oh. side area or whatever. You can oh, hear yeah. the music playing in the background. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And they're just, just talking about it. Okay. Interesting. Well, well yeah, I think if I'm trying to pinpoint it down to whatever my See, that was one of the thing one of the things that I appreciated about this movie is that it proposed questions like, you know, like up like what I brought up earlier, like what it means to be a writer and uh and uh, do you have to suffer to be one and you know, having like genuine like male friendship that that at least, you know, that the film portrays, it's genuinely just one hundred percent supportive. You know what I mean. Yeah. Even after Philip comes back from his 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 break in the clinic
0: and tells him like, "Hey, your writing is pretty shit." Yeah, and
1: just being like straight up with him. Yeah.
0: I I feel like that is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I never want to show someone my work and they're just like, "Oh, this is so great." I, I mean, if it's great, that's good. But t- give me more. Give me some uh, like genuine feedback. Like, what is what is great about it? What could be improved? Yeah. Uh, or just tell me, yeah, this is pretty shit. But it can, I mean, it can be worked on. Yeah. You can, you can salvage something like this.
1: Yeah. I know like you and I, there have been like stuff that we've written. Like we've, we'll give each other like genuine notes on what we've written. Yeah. Sometimes we'll be like editing together and like I'll be stuck on something and I, and then you'll be like, it's fine. Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it's times like that where you, I mean, you really get stuck in something. You're like, does this work? How can I make this work? And it's like, it's fine as it is, man. Yeah. Not, yeah. not with that specific situation, but just in
1: general. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you're right, that is an absolute absolutely key part to any friendship, really. Yes. Um and with them, you know, it kind of creates like a sort of rift, I guess, for a moment. Uh they have a little little breakup or whatever. A little bit, yeah. But uh but I think uh, at least in that that monologue towards the end, I think their fate is that they eventually will, you know, cross paths again. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, that's <laughs> I, I always see
0: like posts about it. It's like guy friendships are so great. Like <laughs> yeah. I haven't talked to my best
1: friend in 12 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I just really appreciated their friendship and the way Eric continuously just tries to support him. Always looking out for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, knowing what puts Philip in bad situations, you know what I mean? Especially with Kari. And being like, oh, damn, fam, you think you should uh, <laughs> be doing that right now? <laughs> Which, like, I feel that totally. Not wanting to be like, yo, what the fuck you doing? But yeah. also being like,
0: why? <laughs> His mom, too, sort of, like, when he gets back. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. we, we got rid of all that shit. Yeah. Your doctor told you.
1: Indeed. So, I, I, and I love a good, I love a good friendship movie. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That's, like, They're the best. automatic, like, key to my heart. If you can portray friendship in a genuine way and it's not, you know, uh, what's the word? Not parasitic. You know, both people are like, they understand that they give something to the other person and they also receive something from the other person in a emotional way. And that person brings out the best in them. You know, I'm like, like I'm, to me, like, that's a formula formula that can't lose. You know what I mean? Right. So... Just my two cents. Those are some good cents you got there. Thanks, man. Good
0: couple of pennies.
1: Appreciate that. They're the only ones I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, do you want to go ahead and wrap this up? Final thoughts? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, was there anything that anything that you disliked about the movie at all? I
0: thought at times I mean it it might just be maybe the difference of like translating Nor- Norwegian to English, but I felt like sometimes the writing maybe could have used some tuning. Mm-hmm. Um But overall, I mean I enjoyed like a lot of this movie, and I think it's really great, which leads me to saying I gave it a four out of five.
1: Okay, I think I'm right there with you. I think I'll give it a four out of five as well. Um, you know, like I said at the top, I felt like there were moments where you could tell like this was definitely somebody's first film that they were making. Yeah. Um, just in finding the-
0: his his style of filmmaking and um, a lot of the, I guess, mistakes that a first time filmmaker would make, being inexperienced. Sure um but yeah
1: mistakes feels too too vague harsh Harsh? i guess choices i guess is what i you know what i would want to go with you know what i mean because i mean you're making an artistic choice i'm not going to tell you that's a mistake you know what i mean it's just something that you felt was right when you're doing it and you know maybe just didn't come to the fruition that you thought it would that's what i mean of course yeah no absolutely and uh so that's how i felt with this. Um. I didn't really like the character introductions. Uh, maybe not for Philip and Eric, but like for the other people, because um, they were kind of introduced, and this might be me being picky, but they were introduced, I think, like in a party setting, and they would do like a freeze frame on them. They'd have their Oh, name yeah, that was the punk them. show. Okay, yeah. Yeah. They'd have their their name next to them, and then like their faces would be like covered for the most part, and I'd be like, I don't know who the fuck this person <laughs> is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it'd be like, okay, well, I don't know who's who right now. And so if that was something where I'm like, e- I you know, I feel like there was probably a better way to to do that.
0: And I feel like the reason why that would have happened is because they probably didn't actually record those specific people. So they were like, let's just get them in motion, cut off their face a little bit. We can say who it is, whoever we want.
1: That would make sense. And yeah. at the end of the day, that to me that'd be like, okay, well that just needs better planning then. Ex-
0: yeah, I, th- I think so. I think that's where where that ends up. So
1: that to me was another indication of like this is just your first, first time, time doing it. You know, what I'm saying you're trying to be maybe maybe flashy or you know what i'm saying trying to get your, your style across and like i'm all here for it i'd rather you be over the top and like go for broke with your style and what you think will work for you than you being timid and scared and not doing anything you know what i'm saying yeah so i'd rather see that over the top energy than you being timid so i'm i'm comfortable with my four out of five i thought the movie was excellent awesome we share that opinion not everyone shares that opinion justin
0: And we are going to get into some bad reviews into this movie. Now, this first one that I found, I actually like, I think that it talks about what we sort of have griped on it a little bit, but it's a one and a half star review uh, from Mommy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Mommy says, (laughs) always the least interesting track on the album. Reprise is bogged down by its ambitious but grating nonlinear form, visual plainness, and 2000s Fight Club editing sensibilities. What interesting insights into Norwegian literary culture and masculine competition appear here all become tepid in their repetition and obfuscation. The literary tone is not elevated by the filmmaking choices and the characters never feel like they can leave the page. Thankfully, this issue doesn't seem to plague the rest of the Oslo trilogy.
1: Nice. I appreciate a well-articulated oh, bad yeah. review. No, sure. absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, that's one that like I can definitely sort of get behind yeah. in, in its gripes, but I can also see so much... That the movie does well to not necessarily erase them, but definitely worsen their effects towards my perception of the film.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, agreed. Good review, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> That's going to be a sound clip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this two star review from Max Conan, Conan. Uh, punk rock plus literature plus dating a girl that looks just like Bjork equals mental health (laughs) crisis question mark and i mean it'd be like that sometimes man i just literally
0: a two-star review i'm so disappointed i thought the girl on the cover was bjork (laughs) so boring
1: too damn tough i get you i guess that is i to me it dragged maybe just a hair i feel like it could have been paced just just a little bit
0: better maybe i didn't play it so much on the first time i was watching it Mm -hmm. but the second time I, i definitely sort of felt that drag yeah So just, just,
1: just a hair though. Just a hair. All right. Let me see. Let me see. Okay. So this two star from RMC underscore London. Uh, this is some rich kid, all boys school energy right here. Certainly was not a fan of the hyper editing as exposition to these people's backstories. Um, I mean, he touched on the editing, which is something that I've also mentioned as well. And I mean, with the I don't know, the all-boys school energy, I feel like that's kind of essential to the DNA of the movie. You know what I mean? We're looking at uh, at masculine figures in literature, and that last review you read kind of touched on it. You know what I mean? It's just like a general competition between men and writing, and men in general, you know yeah. what I mean? And the movie also mentions, kind of calls the characters out as them being just like spoiled rich kids as well, you know? So the movie knows their characters, you know what I mean? Like Definitely. it knows who they're dealing with, so... I guess it just comes down to your own personal taste at that point. Yes, sir. Well, time to do some positive reviews
0: to even things out. I found this five, this four-star review from KYK. Uh, KYK says, I think this may become one of my favorite movies on male friendships. So raw and tender and sarcastic and toxic and candid. Yakim Trier in his bold debut has accomplished the impossible. Stuffing a movie with white guys in Joy Division shirts without making me roll my eyes. Yeah, yeah. I felt that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> true. Really felt that. Even whenever there was, they had that whole like wedding scene towards the end and everybody's yeah. like dancing and shit. I'm like, okay, this is fine. I want to <laughs> be in this wedding right now. <laughs> um, which I will never see white people dance without thinking of the Scarlett Johansson video of her dancing in Mar- Marriage Story. Oh, yeah. And how like, People said that she looks like she's in like an ambient commercial or something, <laughs> some kind of medication commercial. <laughs> like, yeah, she do look like that, though. All right. Let me see. All right. I'm going to read this five-star review from Ryan Davis. He says, Trier's first and the nucleus, which seems to hold the orbit of all the rest of his work. The film attempts to wrestle with giving personification to the abstract and the absence which seems to define our lives. It does so through this group of friends, their dynamics, and the act of writing, each facet landing something to the desire we all harbor to rewrite that which has been written already, to write anew this broken life. It is a funny, haunting, endearing piece of art. Quote, would have, dot dot dot, quote, is the heartbeat of this film. I think that last line, like, really hits. Would have is the heartbeat of this yeah. film. You know what I mean? So that, uh, yeah, I'm down with that. Awesome. All right. Well,
0: time to be talking about what movies we've been
1: watching. I've only seen one. Can I just say mine? Yeah. Uma.
0: Yeah. Listen, we'll get to it because we both watched <laughs> that one. Uh, I'm. Ever since the last recording we did, which was for The Batman, which is on our Patreon bonus film podcast. Mm -hmm. Great episode, by the way. Mm -hmm. If you haven't checked it out, Mm -hmm. paid the $5. Mm -hmm. Give us money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First movie I saw since then was Turning Red, latest Pixar flick. I really enjoyed that one. And uh, fucking the fucking discourse. I'm I'm not even going to touch on it. It's a great movie uh, about adolescence and learning to be yourself and not who your parents want you to be. 100% 100% I always
1: love movies like that Hell yeah I think a lot of people Should be exposed to more stuff like that Exactly And like I feel
0: like Okay I'm gonna to touch on it a little bit I feel like the parents That are upset about this Are like Well no Because th- my parent, th- My kids are gonna wisen up And they're gonna start being them own- Their own selves and... Yeah
1: I mean it's all about control It is Exactly So many parents are so toxic Yes They are it sucks And then their kids learn to be toxic from them And the cycle continues <laughs> Gotta love
0: it Break the cycle then I watched a new film with uh, Sebastian Stan and uh, Daisy Edgar Jones, Fresh, on mm. Hulu. Uh, I thought that was good. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I thought it was good. It had some good aspects to so it. It really threw me for a loop because I did not know what kind of movie it was going to be when I walked into it. I was like, okay, this is like a nice rom-com sort of.
1: That was me with Reprise. I, like, I didn't look up anything for the movie. I was just like, yeah, all either. right, play, <laughs>
0: and I enjoyed it. That's how I was for all three of the Oslo trilogy. So, nice. I like going in blind movies. I watched X Men with Scarlet for the first time. Well, I watched it again for her. She watched it for the first time because like, yeah. 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 she's never seen them. OG X Men, like OG X Men. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Because she's never seen them and gotta prepare her for Doctor Strange. Those movies are good. <clears throat> yes, I love those movies. And then coincidentally, next movie we saw was X. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, loved that movie. That movie's great. If you haven't seen it yet. I don't even think it's still in theaters. Like I've i I looked to where we saw it and it's all it's already gone. It's already washed out by Morbius. Bummer. Very much a bummer. But it's a great movie. Uh fucking Jenna Ortega's great. Everyone's saying it, but I'm gonna keep saying it. She's the new scream queen of this generation. Love her. Love me a goth, Brittany Snow, Kid Cuddy in that movie. Hell great. Yeah. Great. All great. Then we watched Uma. Yes. Uma i don't was know it, it was umma umma? in the movie yeah umma okay umma, umma which i think is the chinese word for mother i think it's korean korean it is korean my bad. Yes. um korean word for mother mm. i believe yes uh yeah i don't know it didn't hit for me I it, didn't know, it didn't either hit for you either the script was so
1: lame it was weak it was very but weak
0: sandra O's okay i guess But for the most part, like the performances are just not there.
1: I think Sandra O. I think we get like a committed performance from her. I just think she's like victim of bad writing. Yeah. And like, you know, like I was telling you when we watched it, the movie did a lot of fucking explaining, too much explaining. And I don't like explaining They had us in the first half. They did. They had us in the first half. They definitely did. Yeah, they absolutely did. For like the first like 30 30 minutes. 30 minutes, yeah. First half hour. I was like, damn, this is actually pretty okay. All right and mm-hmm. we both went in completely
0: blind. Mm-hmm. Saw that it was produced by Sam Raimi, which I feel like yeah. that that like uh you know like sort of it, uh, influenced how we were to perceive the movie like okay, it's produced by Sam Raimi. Sure, Fuck yeah, yeah, let's let's get into this. Yeah. Um and then just 30 minutes in once it starts getting into like more of the horror aspects of the film which it, even it just like drags, those, it drags off. Those get
1: kind of tiring after a while as well. Oh
0: my. It's just the it's just the same sort of like blink and you miss it Jump scare. Yeah. That so many horror films fall victim to these days.
1: And like, you know, the mask that was featured prominently in it, I thought was kind of lame. You lame. know what I mean? Didn't really didn't really hit. I'm sick of the scary mask trope. Same. Yeah. And the mask wasn't even that scary. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a mask. Yeah. So the movie, it, it, it did not quite hit for me. Yeah. And it was ugly. I
0: disagreed with that. I liked the cinematography of it. And I thought the editing was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. But that's about all I can give it.
1: I just thought it was very... To me, it was very visually flat.
0: That makes sense. And it does have a very digital sheen to it. Yeah. It's very perfect.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm like this... I don't know. It's a horror movie. And I mean, I know not every horror movie is going to look like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know. But I don't know. To me, it just looked too bland, too flat, too gray. If you watch that and X right next to each other,
0: X is going to be the masterpiece. Yeah. I, right. I'm, I'm, I'm being genuine. If you went and saw Uma drama and then watched x you would come out of x probably giving it a five star
1: i'm not gonna lie yeah see like even that just has its own unique aesthetic which i feel like plays directly to you know the film's overall tone and themes that it's that that it touches on doesn't doesn't hurt that ty west
0: is the lover of horror films and the classic slashers and pays so much homage to it in his film yeah yeah that's umma yeah that is umma gave it a two same then I watched uh, Deep Water on Hulu. And have you seen it yet? No, you haven't no, seen it. No, I haven't. Okay. You're probably better off. It's not really? it's not good. It's okay. R- I heard it's it was, horrible.
1: I heard it was not good, but like it was still enjoyable in a not good way. You know if what I mean? If you're
0: watching it with someone else. Okay. Me and Scarlett were watching together and we were just dogging on the whole time. <laughs> and it's the only reason I got through it. I'm not to be honest. Dang. Um we only get like we don't really get much of their actual, like, relationship together. Mm-hmm. It tries so much to be, like, sort of, like, I don't even know what it's trying to be. I don't think the movie knows what it's trying to be. Um, It's horribly written. <laughs> One of the hey, worst man. written movies I've, I've seen of recent date. Oh, It's it's terrible. I thought the trailer looked so good, too. The trailer's great. <laughs> I You sent me that trailer, and I was so hyped for it. I was like, okay, I had, you know, I, I know that people have been like sort of dissing on it, but like, I'm excited to see this. Yeah. Then I watched them, like, God damn it. They <laughs> got me again. Just like Vice got me. Fucking Vice. That was a great trailer. That was a really great trailer. But you know what's a great trailer for a great movie? Mission Impossible Fallout. I saw that making the rounds. Yeah. Katarina, I think, was talking about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you follow her. Uh, great fucking movie and a great trailer. The I love the theme that they use in that movie. Or in that trailer, rather.
1: Fallout. Is that the one where Henry Cavill, like, yeah. loads his arms? Okay. <laughs> where he reloads yeah. <laughs> his
0: punches? I love that. <laughs> that was apparently his idea. Beautiful. I love Henry Collaboration. Cavill. Collaboration. I think he needs to be in more movies. Cavill? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's great. That fight scene in the bathroom is really wonderful. Agreed. You don't see, like, well-choreographed fight scenes like that a lot these days. And then the last movie that I actually watched was Halloween carpenter's og okay nice hey, have you never seen it before never seen it no Did you like it i liked it yeah it was a little underwhelming i will say uh to what i thought that it was going to be but it was really good uh i can see so much of the influence that other movies have had since then
1: sure and then i don't know with those i always try to think like this was probably terrifying to audiences oh yeah back whenever it was first playing you know what i mean so i don't know i just always try to watch something dated like that with Kind of the mindset of somebody who's seeing it back then for the first time. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: Um, I want to see some of the other movies. I've heard Halloween Two is great, but that it's ignored by pretty much all the other recent
1: movies. John, John Carpenter's Halloween Two or Rob Zombie? Because I know John Carpenter didn't direct Halloween Two, did he? I don't know. I know he Rob just made one. I know Rob Zombie has a Halloween sequel that is supposed to be like really fucking good, apparently, and like at least the director's cut. I've heard about ways. them but I don't, I don't know. If, I'm not a big Rob Zombie guy. I mean like the OG
0: Halloween 2, but I don't think Carpenter directed it. I okay. think he just directed the original. I think he was maybe a producer or maybe even a writer on the second one. I can't say for sure. Hmm. Um. Other than that, I like I said, that's the only movie I've been watching. I've been watching Severance on Apple TV. I started Pachinko on Apple TV. Uh, I liked the first episode of that. You, uh, Yao Zheng. what is her name? She won the Academy Award last year. For Minari, what is her? Name? She pre- she presented an award. One second, because I want to say her name. Minari, Yunya Yunya
1: Jung, Yunya Jung, mm-hmm.
0: Yunya Jung. Okay, yeah, nice. Uh, she's she's really great in that in this series so far. I've only seen the first episode. I really like Severance though. So if you have Apple TV really Plus, good. it's really good. I really like it. Um. Adam Scott, I just want to punch him in the face constantly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not big on Adam Scott. No, so but I,
0: I, I feel, I think the the movie uses that for okay. you. They mention it in like the first like ten minutes of the of the show, I think. Um, so it 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 knows who Mark Scott is or Adam Scott is to these people.
1: That's great. I like John Torturo and Christopher yeah, Walken. I know they're oh, both in it. They're both. I'm I'm going to spoil it. They get gay. I know they do. Yeah. yeah, I, I think like, I tweeted about it. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, oh, fucking K, let's go." Yeah, sure. and I <laughs> love it.
0: I'm here for it. And um, what is Zach something? His name is Zach. We share a name. Severance Zach Zach Cherry. Um, I'm sure you've seen him. He's actually. Uh, do you remember in in Succession? Uh, Kieran Culkin's. Partner when they're doing the business, the management and training yeah, yeah, program. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's him.
1: Oh, okay. Nice. This guy. Oh, yeah. I, I love
0: him. when he shows up in movies and shows.
1: He just kind of disappears
0: from succession. Yeah, he's just in that one episode. I wish they would have done something with him. Like, Same. like Like Kieran,
1: like have like some sort of like emotional attachment to him, sort of. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I thought they were going to do. You know what I mean? The way they presented him and the way Kieran was like, or Roman was like, yeah, he's mine now.
0: Yeah. But I, but I guess that also shows how. How much you'll just get discarded by these people, no matter how close you are to them. I guess so. Yeah, you're just
1: currency to them. That makes sense. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I've been playing Fortnite. I watched. Uh, went to my parents today, and I put on Whiplash. Ooh, A good movie.
0: I saw someone recently said J.K. Simmons is probably like one of the best supporting performances ever in that movie. Absolutely, I wholeheartedly agree.
1: Yeah, that movie. That movie left such I will never forget watching that movie like for the first time in theaters. I think it came out
0: 2014,
1: somewhere around there. Yeah, I think 14 is right cuz it was whenever I was like just getting into movies, so I would go all the time like by myself. And they were showing that movie at the at a at a mall that has AMC in it. And I was like, I'll I'll just go. I was the only person there. I was literally the only person there. And it was a fucking amazing experience, cause like, damn, that that movie, it made you want to like, I don't know, like, react. It made you want to like cheer. It made you yeah. want to be like, what the fuck is it's wrong with this It's Such an involved guy? movie. It is. It's yeah. a very involved movie, especially the ending. Like that ending is so fucking electric. Like I literally, in the theater, as soon as it ended, I literally, I literally was like, fuck yeah. Cause I, it's was, so I was so high. You I know? was thinking about that the other day
0: before even people started talking about it on Twitter because it's been in conversation lately. Um Chiselle's new movie is coming out and it's apparently gonna be very Yeah, good. I saw that. Saw that um I
1: remember it's gonna be an was, amazing year for yeah. movies.
0: Oh my god, yeah. All the all the uh, I can't I don't have the list in front of me, but we're gonna get a new Spielberg, Scorsese, uh, Bombach, Scorsese. Yeah. Uh we're getting new um Oster,
1: that's right. Um, yeah, Eggers, seal
0: Eggers, those three mm-hmm. making a comeback, or they've like been re- releasing their films same year. I love that. I hope they're like collaborating together. Like, I <laughs> yeah. hope they have a group chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'd love to be a part of that. Same. <laughs> just, same. To, just a fly on the wall. We're getting so many great movies this year. Uh, it's it's gonna be insane. Yeah. If if the if the Academy knows what's good for them, they'll wisen up this year. But I mean, they don't. So we're not gonna talk about that. Fuck the Academy. <laughs> Fuck the Academy. Fuck every, uh, whatever. No, 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 no. We're not talking about this. <laughs> uh, we love
1: movies on this show.
0: Actually, contrary, contrarily, I tweeted the exact opposite on the other film guy's account. We do not like movies. It is not an April Fool's joke. We hate
1: movies. So this is how you know I don't run the other film guy's Twitter. Burn it all down. <laughs>
0: oh. You used to with me. Um, anyways, back to Whiplash because I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. I have Whiplash saved on my phone, like the the song Whiplash, and the other main song that they play. I forget what it's called. Um, like at the start of the movie, like the first song that he plays in this new band.
1: Not double time swing.
0: Not double time swing. What's it called? It's. No, that's that's La La Land. <laughs> same director though (laughs) same director um anyways i'll listen to that song all the time and i'll just in my head the only thing i can picture is miles teller playing and jk simmons coming up and directing him like Mm -hmm. sort of in that and like it just it impacted me so much especially because i used to play drums too so like i can like i'm playing it while while it's listening (laughs) yeah yeah and i'm like uh that's a great movie.
1: Fantastic movie. Really fantastic. Like, that's one that where, to me... Caravan, that's the other one. Okay. To me, like, it doesn't lose any, like, inch of quality, like, yeah. on rewatch. Like, it's still I love just the, as fantastic. Uh, I love the Steelbook, if you want to grab that real quick. Where is it? It's right next to Watchmen. I saw Watchmen. Right here. Oh, hell yeah, dude.
0: This shit is sharp. Just look up Whiplash Steelbook if you want to see it. It's really nice. It's The symbol has a little bit of... Blood, Blood on, on it. it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, dude. Hey, I love steelbooks.
0: They're so good. They're so fucking cool. Sharp. A collector's dream.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. I wish Criterion did steelbooks. Or something maybe even a little bit cooler. Mm. I don't know. But yeah. Anyways, we've been going on for a long time. Uh well, at least on this subject. Uh it's our show.
1: It's our show. Fuck Let's Talk you. about whatever we want to talk Fuck about. You. Yeah. Are you another film guy? No.
0: They are. We call them other film fellows, though.
1: Fine. You can be a fellow. (laughs)
0: Uh, So that's going to be it for this episode, guys. Next week, we're going to be talking about Oslo, August 31st. Let me check if this is streaming, because I should have done my homework. I'm going to bet money it's not. Uh, When I watched it, it was on Canopy, and looks like they removed it. Fuck. So it's not streaming. It's worth the rental if you want to pay for it. It's on iTunes, Amazon, all that good stuff. Very good movie. Um. We'll talk about that next week. And if you guys have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach out to us on social media at other film guys, or me personally at living mediocre.
1: I'm at rocket man three. Just replace that. O with a zero.
0: And then before I let you guys go, I want to give you a reminder to rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast helps people find the show. And even if you don't like us, give us a five star. Tell us exactly why you hate our fucking guts <laughs> and appreciate, appreciate it. Y'all be uh, well, <laughs> be well, subscribe to our Patreon Uh, Other film, uh, the bonus film guys on Patreon, link to it on socials and such like that. Uh, Go out, be safe, and we love you all. Peace to
1: the world. Peace.